1: And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net. U.S. stocks are falling as commodity shares decline, with the S&P 500 slipping from a 10-month high, amid speculation equities may have run too far too fast given the lackluster prospects for global growth. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. And the S&P 500 is down tenths percent or 9 points, to 21.10. Dow Jones Industrial Act, Average down three tenths percent or sixty points to seventeen thousand nine hundred forty-four. The Nasdaq down four tenths percent or eighteen points to forty-nine fifty-five. Ten-year Treasury up ten thirty seconds. The yield one point six six percent. The yield on the two-year point 076 percent. Nymex crude oil down one point four percent or seventy-two cents to fifty dollars fifty-two cents a barrel. Comex gold is up three tenths percent or four dollars ten cents to twelve sixty-six forty-eight an ounce. The euro a dollar thirteen twenty-six. The yen at one oh six point four eight. Household confidence increased for a second week, reaching the highest level since early April as Americans felt better about the economy and the buying climate, according to the weekly Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index. Consumer Comfort Gauge rose to 43.5 at the period ending June 5th from 43.2 in the prior week. And restoration hardware holdings is down 19% this morning after the upscale furniture chain posted a surprise loss and cut its annual earnings forecast. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
2: Karen, uh, thanks so much. Michael, we were talking with David Wilson earlier about J.M. Smucker. They make, as just, you know, we know the jams. They make Jif peanut butter, founded in 1958. They acquired it in 2002. What is that, 14 years ago? They do Carnation. They do Smuckers, of course. R.W. Knudsen. Do you want to make 15% per year? Total return for the last decade with a stunning Danaher like persistency. That is J.M. Smucker.
3: And you, and you, you, your earnings stick to the roof of your mouth.
2: And I, yes, and I would suggest that it is out of Ohio a culture that, that we should not make light of a culture of a company matters.
3: Right. Uh, speaking of that. There's a, 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 a good sigui, as you like to say, to our next guest. Um, I don't know what uh, – you, you your performance review is always outstandingly exceptional, but um, there is a school of thought that uh, seems to be growing these days. GE, one of the companies that is looking at scrapping traditional performance reviews and finding different ways of doing things, um, book called an Everyone Culture Becoming a deliberately developmental organization looks at this. It's written by Harvard's Robert Keegan and Lisa Laskow Leahy. and we welcome uh, Professor Keegan to the program. Uh, and, uh, I I want to get to you, this. There's a the book is case study, uh, no surprise from Harvard. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it but, is. Uh, I want, and I want to get to one particular case. But first, okay. let me ask you uh, to define a deliberately developmental organization and what kind of change you're suggesting might be useful.
0: Sure, and good morning. A deliberately developmental organization, which is kind of a mouthful, so we call it a a DDO, is uh, a company that uh, has a culture. If you so value developing the capabilities of your people that you would want to create a culture that would be the world's greatest incubator, for developing talent. That's what a DDO is. We think it's a kind of a company that conforms to what we've learned at the end of the 20th and the beginning of the 21st century about adult development. So a DDO, first of all, recognizes that in a normal organization, everyone is doing a second job that nobody's paying them for, and that second job is basically covering their rear ends, looking good, managing other people's favorable impressions of them and we think this is an enormous waste of energy everybody's doing getting paid full-time money for doing part-time work imagine if you could recapture some of that energy bring it right into the company itself imagine if you were expected to manifest your strengths, but also manifest your weaknesses. Bring them out into the light of day so that we can build supports around you so that you can overcome them. That's a deliberately developmental organization.
3: Well, one of the uh, companies that you choose to study embraces that wholeheartedly and has for years, our good friend Ray Dalio and the folks at Bridgewater. Exactly. Uh, What did you find when you looked at them? I mean, everybody knows that public criticism of others work is uh, part of the culture there
0: yeah well i think uh I think Bridgewater and the other companies, Decurion and Jump that we study in the book and Everyone Culture are just some of the most interesting uh, companies on Earth. I mean, if you look at recent studies about millennials who will soon be the majority of the workforce, one of the things they most want, you know, is more frequent feedback. Uh, At Bridgewater, if you have three or more people in a meeting, uh, they're all plugged into their iPads, and they're not just evaluating each other at the end of the meeting. They are... Uh, giving each other uh, uh, dots as it is, like uh, votes on a 1 to 10 scale, kind of how you're doing. And the feedback is coming in continuously. And when people first hear this, they think, well, this would be kind of overwhelming and intimidating. But the key thing these people are onto is that most people are taking a kind of performance attitude toward work, so if it's a performance and you get, you're get you getting a, a review, you're holding your breath, and you're hoping you don't fail. But these companies shift it all to a kind of a practice orientation. We hired you not because you're perfect, but because we think you're good and we think, you know, you can learn. It's kind of fail frequently, fail forward, fail fast, and that's how you learn.
3: Um, I know Tom wants to jump in, but let me just ask one more question about that. How How do you... Tie the success and uh, of Bridgewater, and of course, it's pretty much the most successful hedge fund out there. To this kind of organizational culture, uh, and separate out the fact that maybe Ray Dalio is just a really good stock picker.
0: Yeah. Our, our interest too i mean clearly they're successful but we wanted to know you know is your success and your culture just coincident you know and and every one of these companies interestingly made the case that they thought their culture was the single greatest contributor you know to their success so you know you asked bridgewater why were you one of the few organizations on earth you know that anticipated the the financial crisis and it's it's a, to us it became a pretty convincing argument that when you're continuously kind of holding things in doubt asking hard questions seeking out weaknesses not to you know, humiliate people but to help people be stronger and help your analyses be stronger, anticipating all the different possibilities, even the things that would be most inconvenient. This is a kind of way of thinking that makes you not just help people develop, but it makes the company smarter and more effective.
2: Don Barton gives you a rave review with McKinsey. He talks to a lot of big publicly traded companies. Can your model – Mr. Dalio's model, if you will, can it be transferred over to General Electric? Can Jeff Immelt get anything out of your book and everyone culture?
0: Well, we think so. I mean, we, 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 we can't. It's true that all three companies are, you know, between uh, 200 and maybe 1,500
2: people. Can it, be, can it be transferred over to J.P. Morgan?
0: Yes. We think the answer is yes. We, we are working actually right now with a hundred thousand person uh, company. We're using the new technologies to spread a lot of these practices. I think it's a matter, you know, it starts at the top, just like everything else. The leader has to be willing to be vulnerable, has to be a mistake maker too, yeah, that's has to frequent. fail frequently. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: When I when I look at this, and the number one thing I see generationally is that young kids today are acutely aware within any system of labor, by young kids, folks, I mean somebody under 40. They're, They're acutely aware of labor misallocation, which is people at whatever level in the hierarchy aren't getting it done or are in the wrong job. Can you help a company on labor misallocation?
0: It's interesting because they have a totally different view of what is a good job fit between a person and a role. In a DDO, if you already have all the capabilities to fulfill the job, it's the wrong job for you because it has no stretch in it. A job should be like a tow rope in these companies. So you should be a bit over your head. There should be a little bit of this misallocation at the beginning, and then there should be supports built around you so that you can actually grow into the job.
2: How do you respond, and I've seen this folks with various and Sunday offspring, where a younger employee is so valuable they can't move on to the next constructive challenge because they can't figure out who to replace that employee with?
0: Yeah, I've seen in these organizations, uh, you know, wh- where they will actually face in some cases that that's the case and they will help that person get a job in another company. Uh, but, you know, if... if
2: Go ahead. You wanted to ask me? No, that. I, no, I, I just find that to be bordering on fantasy among the experience of various and sundry offspring. I mean, I, and the behavior, I would suggest, a Professor, the behavior of many corporations is far away from an everyone culture. Do you agree or yeah, are you seeing in a
0: Absolutely, I think a normal company is like. I have a picture in my office. I'm looking at right now. It's a 19th century surgical room. You got three doctors, you know, uh, working very hard. They might even have the right diagnosis, but half the well, patients died. Why? Because they didn't have a germ theory. They didn't have any notion of infection. And and I think today's <laughs> companies, the normal company, is operating, you know, like a 19th century surgery room. It isn't taking account of the mm-hmm. of the germ theory. That is theory of the well, mind and out development.
2: Uh, professor, thank you so much. Robert Keegan, Lisa leska leigh and everyone culture. Dom Barton uh, suggests it is a must-read. Uh, Shake up corporate foundations. Stocks, negative 44. The VIX, 14.67. Markets on the move. Stay with Bloomberg Radio through the day with more data checks. Bloomberg Surveillance.